Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time are you being influenced if you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at Hollywood. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. ask you something you are you're standing with God before he makes you you actually get some time with him ahead of time and some weird weird teleporting thing or something and your soul sitting up there with God and God presents something to you and God says well what do you think about this life I'll give you some options here you can have a life where your mother will die when you're an infant. 
Your father will run out on you when you're so young, you won't see him again till you're 15 years old. You will have deadly diseases. Many of them almost will kill you. At some point in time, you will be held captive by a tyrant. When you want to go home, he won't let you. You'll go on a long voyage on ships. You'll barely survive. Most of the people who came with you will not. You will go off to war and be captured as a prisoner of war. Would you say to God, oh, yeah, sign me up? Or would you say to God, God, uh... Look, obviously, maker of heaven and earth, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Is there any chance I could get a different life? Because that doesn't sound, that actually doesn't sound great. And I'm dead serious. What would you tell him? If you had to be honest, because he knows when you're lying anyway. Would you ask for a new life? Or would you say, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Marco Polo. Marco Polo is an interesting little tale. Not going to spend forever on it today, but it's time to tell the little tale of Marco Polo. First of all, let me also say, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You have been emailing some awesome, awesome questions. Obviously, there are major concerns in the questions. Some are just fun, whatever it may be. But you can email throughout the show. Chris gets them throughout the show. Prince them, gives them to me. I will attempt to get to as many of these as I can. I may even get to all of them today. So email away. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And remember, if I don't get to your question this week, I don't junk it. I save everything I don't get to in your top priority for next week. Or you can call 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. Marco Polo, born as a Venetian merchant's son, and as I am wont to do, let's pause there already for a moment. When you think of Venice right off the bat, I know what you think of because you're human and it's the same thing I think of and everyone else. You think of the little canals with the Italian dude at the front of the weird-looking boat paddling some loving young couple who's making out in the back on their way to eat some pasta. That's what you think of when you think of Venice. Old buildings, canals, a romantic boat journey. I've heard it stinks, by the way. I've never been there, but I can imagine a place that old and in the water. I can imagine the smell isn't good, but either way. I mean, stinks as in like physically smells. But either way, you need to kind of set that thinking aside for this period of time. We are in the 1200s at this point in time. And if you're thinking to yourself, oh, Jesse, I know some other stuff that was going on then. Then I'm glad you listened to the show. Yes, the 1200s were the time of the great Mongol conquests. And we will get to that in a moment. But back to Venice. Venice is, and again, you know, I love doing this. It doesn't hurt from time to time to have some kind of visual. Go ahead to your little Google Maps and pull up Venice. Now, Venice was extremely important in the old days. Probably still extremely important today, but very, very important. Very powerful in the old days. Are you looking at your map? Do you see where it is? Do you have some idea why this would be a very important place? Port city, gateway to Europe. If you're not looking at a map, if you're driving around, just know it's the northeast corner of Italy. Right up off the Adriatic Sea, right up there by modern day Slovenia, Croatia. You head north right into Austria, up to Munich. It would be a gateway from the water to the land to Italy 
And they were essentially a city-state at this point. So don't think of it as some Italian city. It's a city-state and very, very powerful. And part of the reason, part of the part of what made Venice so powerful was they had brilliant traders and merchants there, which is probably, look, the trade probably came first and then the brilliance. But they had merchants all over Venice who could get you things, whether you were a king, a rich man, a city, from all over the world. We've talked about this extensively. We always will because of how much it affects world history. Oh, you want some black pepper? You tried that once on your little fettuccine and you enjoyed it? Just so happens I have a line on some black pepper. Out of the Indian Ocean. Would you like me to get you some? There'll be quite a charge for that. The Venetian merchants were excellent at this. And Marco Polo, his father's name was Niccolo. Yes, Marco's mother died when he was young. But I don't know how you should think of Niccolo, except for he was probably, almost undoubtedly, a greater explorer himself than Marco, but they didn't write a book about him, one. And two, he may or may not be the deadbeat father. We do know this. Marco did not meet his father till later. We'll get to that in a moment. Marco's father left allegedly, when his mother was pregnant with him, what we don't know is whether Niccolo knew she was pregnant or not when he took off. We don't know it. It's just lost to the historical record. But his father, Niccolo, takes off as a Venetian merchant, a well-off Venetian merchant. And the thing is about the merchants, merchant life could be whatever you made it. But oftentimes, very similar to today, It's the guys willing to do the uncomfortable things who really made it big. Could you make it okay as a Venetian merchant if you never left Venice? Cup of wine in the morning after my Italian coffee. Make sure you hire the right guy here, the right shipping company there. Yeah, you could probably make it. Could you make it really big if you personally took dangerous trips to the East and made new personal contacts and found new people to sell you new things? Oh, yeah. And that was the polo life. That was the life of the polo family. These were not settled down people, at least not Niccolo or his brother. They were travelers. And traveling I don't want you to think of it like travel today. I realize life is always dangerous, but you're probably thinking about them like traveling businessmen now. No, no, it's not airplane peanuts for these guys. Life got dangerous. Hang on. Listening to the Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. You need a gold IRA. You just have to have one as part of your portfolio. These are look, I see my emails. I see what everybody's going through emotionally right now. You don't have to freak out about everything. You don't even have to freak out about your retirement. But but you have to take precautions. You have to take some basic precautions. And a gold IRA, what it does is raises the floor of your retirement account. You see, if all your money is in stocks and bonds, when they're spending $3 trillion more a year than they're taking in, if all your money is in stocks and bonds, that's a little too risky for me. Maybe you uh, like to live on the wild side. Go to goldalliance.com slash jesse. That's goldalliance.com slash jesse. Get your gold IRA. Get it today. Jesse Kelly. Back soon.
If you're going to be the traveling merchant, you want to be the guy who makes it big, makes new contacts, finds new products, new new routes, all that's fine. But again, you have to put yourself in the mind frame of back in the day, of what the world was like back in the day, still settling itself. You're not having a hard life as in long waits at the airport, time away from your family, and eating too much takeout food. Your life is avoiding robbers, avoiding wars, changes of power, ships going down at sea, disease, travel came with risk back at this time. Nicolo Polo, Marco's father, finds himself in Constantinople at a time when, surprise, surprise, Constantinople gets taken over. And Nicolo Polo is obviously a Venetian. Well, the new guy who takes over Constantinople does not care for Venetians very much. And when I say doesn't care for them, I don't mean finds them and kills them or finds them and, you know, gives them a fine. He finds them and puts their eyes out. Real hatred. Nicolo Polo has to leave the scene. Now we're going to pause with the Polos for a moment. Allow us to go to the Mongo Empire. This is post-Genghis Khan time, but not that post-Genghis Khan time. The guy running things at this point in time His name is Kublai, Kublai Khan. Remember that name forever. It's just one of those. He's hugely important and powerful in history. Kublai Khan. He's running the show. He's Genghis Khan's grandson. So again, we are not far removed from Genghis Khan. Not time-wise anyway. You have to think differently about where the Mongols sit now at the time of Marco Polo than you do about all the other Mongol shows we've done, Mongol movies you've watched, Mongol podcasts you've listened to. Remember, the great Dan Carlin has the best Mongol podcast ever if you have about 90 hours. I seriously think, I don't remember, I think it's about six or seven parts and they're all two or three hours apiece, but it is awesome. Highly recommended if Mongol stuff fascinates you. But we are past the Genghis Khan living on the Asian steppe in the cold and the desert and living a harsh life. The Mongols are just this ragtag band of, of brutes eating the raw guts of animals. I mean, they still do that to some extent. But you see, here's the thing. Because we have a different way of looking at the world now, I won't call it superior. In some ways, I view it superior. In some ways, I view it naive. But we have this way of viewing the world now where if I say the word conqueror to you, do you picture that person as being the good guy or the bad guy? How do you instinctively picture that person? And even if you don't say outright bad guy, does anyone say good guy? Conqueror, conquest, in our modern sensibilities here in America 2020, frankly, in the world, these are viewed as evil, dark, bloody, Violent things. And let me be clear about something. I don't know about evil, but conquest is dark, bloody, and violence while it's happening. Once it's done, once conquest is complete, it's weird how often it's followed by peace. Massive prosperity, generational wealth, food, water, shelter. I'm not going to defend all the conquerors out there. I'm not even going to defend Genghis Khan today. 
But let me ask you. We all live in different times, right? We're all given different periods of history to live in. Would you be willing to do terrible things in your period of time you've been given? Okay, mostly you're going to say no. Well, let me add a little qualifier to that. Would you be willing to do terrible things in the time you've been given if it meant the next three or four generations of your family, of your country, get to live great lives, comfortable, peaceful, food, water, shelter, money. Kind of changes it, doesn't it? You see, we talk all the time, everybody will talk endlessly about Genghis Khan and the Mongolian conquests and the slaughter, and you can't minimize that quantity of slaughter. Mountains of skulls. I mean, it was it's it's midi it's uh it's Lord of the Rings Mordor stuff with Genghis Khan. But at this point in time, you know what's going on in the Mongolian Empire and really the gigantic Mongolian Empire? No crime. And I mean virtually no crime. We are talking a vast area that was famous for robbery and murder and the worst things in the world. Oh, that didn't happen under Mongolian rule, Jack. That's a good way to get you and your whole family's head cut off. You keep your hands to yourself in the Mongolian Empire. Oh, it it went way beyond no crime. Food. All the food anybody could want. Fresh water. Shelter. They had money now. That's warm clothes in the winter. They had health care, outstanding, cutting-edge health care for their time. And I mean pretty much everybody did. You see at the back end of that evil, dirty conqueror, things work out pretty well sometimes. Now, I don't want to act like the Mongolian Empire by now under Kublai Khan was peaceful. They were always finding new lands to conquer, and things would sprout up in this area or that area. These these were not peaceful. Oh, just a a bunch of uh, sheep farmers now. No, they're still the Mongols, but the Mongolian Empire by now is rich, filthy, stinking rich. Kublai Khan is not living like Genghis Khan grew up in a hut that can be broken down instantly and thrown on a horse on the Asian steppe. Kublai Khan has palaces, plural. Slaves, harems, gold, horses, whatever a man could want. He's now residing in various cities in China, the most beautiful built-up cities in the world at this point in time. The Mongolian Empire is now an empire that is acknowledged by anybody. Remember Genghis Khan? How many times have we talked about his various conquests? And we'll talk about them again. Don't worry if you missed them. But so often, Genghis Khan would run up against somebody like the Charismian Shah or some European knights or some knights in Russia, and they would act like, well, who are these dirtball upstarts from the Asians? I've never, the Mongols. I've never even heard of the Mongols. What a scumbag. These guys suck. And then the Mongols will just slaughter everybody. We're way past that now. The world knows these guys are horrifying, and they know they're an empire. The Pope is sending envoys back and forth to the Mongolian Empire. Mongols are established now. All right, back to Marco. Hang on. You need an auto protection plan. It's just one of those things you have to have now. I'll be honest. I don't drive a fancy vehicle. I know you're not going to be surprised by that. But it's a decent pickup truck, a few years old. I have more advanced computer equipment in that truck than I personally use the rest of the week. When it breaks, well, I'll put it to you this way. Last time I had a little problem with the electrical equipment in my steering wheel, 
It costs me $600. You have to have an auto protection plan. So if, you're, if you have to have one, why not go with America's number one auto protection company? Go to carshield.com and start browsing their plans. They have a wide range of them. Do not forget to use the promo code JESSE when you do that because that gets you 10% off. Carshield.com, promo code JESSE. Go get an auto protection plan. A deductible may apply. So that's the Polos and that's the Mongols. Now it's time for them to meet. Niccolo Polo goes back to Venice. Should be noted, Niccolo Polo has his brother with him this whole time, Marco's uncle. I could have mentioned him, but gosh, you know I don't like to drown things out and make him complicated, but just know it's the three of them. I I do wonder what it was like for Marco meeting his father for the first time at 15. And I wish I had more as far as, I don't know, this human interest stuff. It it interests me. Did they have any kind of a relationship before them? Did dad find out about Marco and write him a letter every day? Can't wait to meet you, son. Did his father not care? Whatever the case may be, they link up, and Marco apparently gets right in. Dad, welcome. That's that's what leads me to believe there was some kind of a relationship over mail before this. But Marco gets right in, and Marco is famous for being charming. He's an, he's brave, he's an adventurer, and he's very charming. He also, I want to clarify, just because mom is dead and dad is gone trying to not get his eyes carved out, Marco's not living as a beggar orphan on a street corner with rags for clothes. Again, this is a well-off Venetian merchant family. Relatives took in Marco. He was not only really well-fed, he was well-educated. Supposedly, he was phenomenal with languages. Just one of these people that can pick them up quickly. And these people fascinate me. I won't lie. It's one of those skill sets. I know I'm probably the most talented person you've ever known, but it's one of those skill sets I wish I had. I find these people fascinating. They can hear a language and just immerse themselves in it and pick it up. My mind does not work that way at all. I'm all, uh, abla? What? Queso? I don't under, what? It's terrible. I'm so bad at languages that if I ever try to start saying them, people think I'm making fun of them when actually I'm actually trying, so I just don't bother anymore. They take off, the whole Polo family, they take off and they are heading towards China to see Kublai Khan. Now, when I say take off, I understand that you know they're not in a Volkswagen. This is not a road trip stopping off for a Reese's peanut butter cup at the 7-Eleven on the way. This is obviously a long journey a perilous journey, and you travel different ways when you're crossing over. But for the most part, they're taking what's known as the Silk Road. You have probably heard of the Silk Road. If not, just know it was definitely not a road. It was a bunch of roads going from the far, far east into Europe because trade is inevitable. It was the trade roads to and from Europe. That's what the Silk Road was. And again, back to that is conqueror an evil word. The Silk Road, once you hit the Mongol territory, was real, real safe at this point in time. Didn't used to be, but boy, turns out those gangs of robbers have moved on now that the Mongols have taken over. Oh, they're great. Now, this trip takes him all through Persia, takes him through Afghanistan. This is where he acquires a deadly disease, has to stay in one area for a year. When I said they're not in a Volkswagen, this is what I mean. It took them four years 
to get from Venice over to China, where they're heading. Four years. Well, Chris is raising his hand up. Understand, and I always find this fascinating, so I actually do find the times and amounts of times fascinating. The different pace of life. Let's let's go over this from the most basic possible way we can. Okay, we are going to go to China from Venice. All right, first of all, we need maps. There's no Google. We don't have Expedia. We need maps. Which is the route we're going to take? We also need news from the various places and the routes we're going to take because what we don't know, because, again, there's no news channels we don't know. Maybe somebody has a plague at this point in time. Plague, very common. Maybe somebody is in the middle of a war. You know, wars don't just pop up and you find out in five seconds from Twitter. You have to figure out the route you're taking, what's happening along the route you're taking. You have to store up supplies to get you from waypoint to waypoint. Remember, you can't pack for an entire four-year journey. But you have to pack for this, pack for that. Think about the money situation. Remember, this trip is not all that safe until you hit Mongolian territory. And even then, it's not totally safe from the Mongols themselves. These are not Mongols traveling over there. You're not going to have some robber get you. But if the Mongols look at you and decide they want what you have, there's precious little you can do about it. Where are you going for your supplies? How long How long do you have before you have to resupply? Where are you going to resupply? And you take off on these journeys. You get to a particular town. Think about the other extended things that take a long time. Remember, Marco got sick for a year. Okay, Marco's very sick. Marco can't travel. Where are you going to stay? Sounds small, right? But where you get okay, so now you probably have to rent a house or an apartment or a hotel that costs money. You're gonna have to trade goods while you're there. You're going to have to resupply water. Maybe you have horses that have gotten sick, camels you need. Brutal, right? These trips take time. A long, long time. And finally they get to the Gobi Desert, they cross the Gobi Desert very carefully, and they get to Xanadu. Xanadu starts with an X, by the way, X-A-N-A-D-U. And this is where the great Kublai Khan, this is where he has his summer palace. Kublai Khan has a summer palace here And he takes in Marco Polo and Niccolo Polo and their uncle. And this is one of those harrowing parts of the trip because Kublai Khan is the very definition of all-powerful. We talk throughout, you know, all of our history talks about this king and this dictator and this monarch and this guy. But so often, you see this in, in, in British history so often. Yes, there's a king. Yes, he's very powerful. There are many nobles hugely powerful. Even Ivan the Terrible. Remember Ivan the Terrible? Maybe we'll do another show on him one of these days. Ivan the Terrible. Who was he always blowing up and killing and stabbing and torturing other nobles who would try to take his power away? There was always this power struggle of this powerful family and that powerful family undermining the king doing that. This is not the Mongol situation. Kublai Khan is God King as far as they're concerned over there. And you walk in front of Kublai Khan, no matter who you are, picture this level of power. No matter who you are, you walk in front of Kublai Khan and he decides he does not enjoy that you exist on this planet. You die. Right then and there. And when I say no matter who you are, I'm not talking about Venetian merchant Marco Polo, some slave somewhere. I mean, you're the king of anywhere. And you walk in front of Kublai Khan and displease him. He will take your head off. 
because he's the head of the Mongolian Empire and no army on earth is strong enough to take them on. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I killed your king. Shut up and go back to your throne. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Stand in front of Kublai Khan. You do whatever Kublai Khan wants. And if that means dying, that means dying. I should also note, this is a good good time to note, if you're one of the few people who hasn't canceled Netflix, I see you out there. You said you did, but I see you. I know you didn't. If you didn't cancel Netflix, there is a... Pretty fascinating series. I thought it was only two seasons. People hated it. I thought it was pretty good, but I'm a history dork, so I don't watch these things like other people watch them, called Marco Polo, and it's about Marco and Kublai. Uh, It's maybe the most historically inaccurate thing I've ever watched in my entire life. However, again, I don't expect you to nerd out like this. I understand I have problems. I enjoy watching stuff like that. I want to see what the military uniforms were like. I want to see the food they ate. I want to know what the territory was like. What do the mountains look like? But I, that's part of the reason I enjoy that stuff. Uh, I should also note, quick programming note here. Um, I don't know if it's on Netflix. I thought it was on Netflix. But this is not, and I can't say this strongly enough, Not an episode for the kids. This is not a show you watch with your kids unless unless you are trying to mess them up for life. Well, son, it's funny you should ask that question. Come on, let's watch Marco Polo. It'll tell you all you need to know. Not a show for the children. All right. They get there in Kublai. I mean, you can say luckily, kind of. Kind of not, luckily, takes a liking to Marco Polo a lot. Remember, this dude is charming. He's like 21 years old at this point in time. The dude is charming. Kublai Khan takes Marco Polo into his court. He's all of a sudden a Mongol official. And I mean, he's going around collecting taxes from people. And Marco Polo is exploring He's letting him explore, and not only does he get to explore, he's now part of Kublai Khan's court. So as he's exploring places like India and Tibet and Burma and China, and he's going all over these places, he's exploring them, and he can get whatever he wants wherever he wants because of he's part of Kublai Khan's court. How great is that? I, I mean, honestly, what a fascinating life. 
you uh, uh, pull into town, boy, I'm starving, and you head up, obviously, to the nearest Red Lobster, you don't have to worry about money. I would like extra Cheddar Bay biscuits and three Admiral's Feasts, please. Oh, you want my? You want me to pay? Boom. Here's my stamp from Kublai Khan. I'm not paying for anything. Where's the nicest hotel in town? I'm going down there, too. Would be kind of cool, right? Again, remember that all-powerful Kublai Khan. There weren't many complaints set up the chain around that. But the funny part of this is this doesn't last a year, couple months, couple years. Kublai Khan, he's a Mongol. He's a Mongol Khan. He gets what he wants when he wants it. He likes Marco Polo so much. He won't allow him to leave. He's not in prison. He's living a great life, part of the cons court. I don't know. It doesn't say anything about him taking a wife over there. Who knows? He enjoyed himself as a 21-year-old man with the old Kublai Khan stamp. But doesn't. I'm assuming he had a girlfriend at this point in time. Probably until she started nagging him. Quit, Chris. We can make jokes. But... He gets kept there for 24 years. I know, Chris just about fell out of his chair. 24 years, Kublai Khan is keeping him there. And I think would have kept him there longer. But by this point, Kublai Khan is in his 80s. And he's dying. He's just not in great health. And he has to send someone off to get married to somebody else, you know, in Persia. And Marco Polo, who had asked repeatedly, can I go home? I I love it here. Thanks. I love you. Big fan. I want to go to Venice. And Kublai the whole time's all, ah, no. No. Actually, no. You can have another palace or something, but you're you're not going. I actually don't know if he gave him a palace, but he lived very well. Kublai agrees. Yes, go ahead and escort these people on this huge, I believe it was a 14-ship mission, Escort these people, go along as kind of one of my dudes, go along with them, drop them off in Persia, and then you can go home for Venice. You have a great life. Enjoy yourself. They take off. As you can imagine, this is not exactly a raggedy shipping mission here. The kind of ships Kublai Khan would have had set up, the kind of crew, the kind of security, it was extensive. But money ain't no guarantee. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. (gasps) Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. This sailing mission runs into disaster. You see, it was just so dangerous in the ocean back then. 
Almost everybody, except for Marco and the people they're escorting and a few others, almost everybody on this mission dies. <laughs> it's been quite a life for Marco Polo. I mean, I picture the life already the guy has lived. What a life for Marco Polo. But hey, look, everybody deserves after a life like that. Mom dead. Dad abandons you. Dad comes back almost dying from disease, travel, then held captive, but held pretty nice by a tyrant over there. Everybody deserves to settle down, right? At some point in time, get back home, settle down, have a little spaghetti or whatever they eat in Venice, right? That didn't work out. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Marco, after 24 years, gets back to Venice. Finally, I'm home, and uh, Venice goes to war. (laughs) Genoa was another very powerful, basically, city-state at the time. Always in little squabbles with Venice. They go to war with Venice. Marco signs up. This dude is just all about that life. He's like, well, I'm in. Where are we fighting? Marco gets captured, gets held as a prisoner of war. This is actually when the famous accounting of his life was written. He was imprisoned with an author and recounted his tales to the author. Finally gets out of prison. He's in his 40s at this point in time. He does get married. He has kids. He lives through multiple other just minor events, but eventually dies a very, very famous man peacefully in his bed from some illness one day. I asked you in the very beginning of the show if you would have wanted that life. I laid out the things he went through in his life, and I asked you if you, you know, if you wanted him. What did you think then? What did you think then? Did you want it? Did you think about it? I'll tell you, look, I I struggle with this stuff. I struggle with it. I struggle with it, not for myself. You know I've always chosen a life of adventure. I take big risks. I do these things. I struggle with it now with my sons. What do I want for them? Maybe I should have revised it at the beginning. You're able to talk to God and choose the life for your children. I know what you're going through right now. We're about to get to all the fun, ask Dr. Jesse questions. And yes, I'm going to answer the political ones too. I know what you're going through because I'm going through it too. You're glued to the news. You're glued to social media. You have felt you've gone from feeling really good on election night to a steady stream of bad news and bad information 
losing ground every step of the way, and you woke up this morning as I did, and we've even lost Georgia. By the time I went to bed last night, the the Georgia vote, Trump was only up 1,500 votes. I wake up this morning, the wife was up before me. She's like, "Uh, you know we already lost Georgia? I know you're stressed and anxious, and I also know this. And this sucks because I can't give you this right now. I know you're listening in part to me because you want me to tell you that this election is going to be okay. I can't tell you that. I can't. I can't tell you it's been on the up and up. I can't. I can tell you this. There have been several dirty things that have gone on in this election. However, everything you've seen online about the dirty things is not true. Be careful. To what degree there have been dirty things, I don't know yet. And you don't know yet. I know this as well. Trump's campaign was prepared for this, lawyered up, And this is now going to the courts. I'm going to help you out here. Do not think for a second you're going to wake up tomorrow, the next day, the next day after that, or next week and have an absolutely solid answer on who the next president of the United States is going to be. Although undoubtedly they're all about to declare Biden the president. He's going to give a speech as if he's been declared president and he's going to start his transition team. No, that stuff's going to happen. Don't let that get to you. I know it's going to get to you, though. It's going to get to me. This is going to the courts now. There are challenges all over the place. The Nevada GOP already found 3,500 fraudulent ballots that were people who'd moved out of the state. They'd moved out of the state and they got their Nevada ballots and voted anyway and then voted in their other states, too. And they say there's tons more. So there's so much of this we have to work out. Are we going to work it all out and find the truth out about everything and things are going to reverse and Trump's going to be president? Don't get your hopes up about that. We're going to fight tooth and nail. We're going to try. We are. I don't know that we're going to succeed. And understand the people who do this stuff, They're very, very, very good at it. You know, one of the things that happened in Nevada, I was talking to one of my friends, Tom Del Beccaro, on my TV show last night. One of the things that happened in Nevada, you have to understand, is they have these these vote-by-mail ballots. And they were supposed to be separated from the Election Day ballots so people could specifically keep an eye on the vote-by-mail ballots. We'll go into that here in a minute about why those are so dangerous. Nevada took all the vote by mail ballots and just mixed them all in with the other ballots. And what happens when people do stuff like that, they just get to claim accident. Oh, whoops, sorry, we forgot. But now there's no way to separate. Can you get to the bottom of everything that happened? Let me ask you something. Do you think this is the first time any of these people have ever done this? I cannot promise you that we're going to work all this out and find the truth and Trump's going to be president. And and honestly, I don't think he's going to. I think we're going to lose this because I have so little faith in the system. I'm so disgusted by most of the GOP sitting on their hands through all this instead of speaking up and fighting. I'm getting the feeling most of our elected people are excited to not have Trump there. So things can go back to being polite and normal. I can't tell you any of these things are going to work out, but I can tell you this. These are going to be interesting times we live in now. If the worst happens and Biden gets elected, we still have the Senate. We've undoubtedly gained seats in the House. I'm hearing there's a chance we might get control, that there's like a chance of control, outside chance, but a chance. We have that. 
And what we have, and I'll be interested to see this, how this pans out the most, we have we are going to now have an angrier GOP base than we've ever had before. Really, really angry. With huge potential in the midterms. It's going to be different. The next 10 years of politics in this country, and maybe longer, is not going to look like the last 10 years. And I can't tell you it's going to. But I can tell you this. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. It might be a big shipping journey with a bunch of sailboats that go down. There's going to be ugly stuff. Uncomfortable stuff. I promise you there is. But it's going to be interesting. You know what? They write books about interesting. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What? Look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code Jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. Choq.com code Jesse. Limited time offer. Subscription cancelable at any time.
Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.